Welcome to SEL Unfiltered. If you are a teacher, counselor, or educator looking for additional SEL resources and encouragement, you're in the right place. Stick around to empower the SEL guide in you. This week, we are finishing our series on overcoming the impact of COVID. This series, we are looking at the impact of COVID on SEL skills and how to recover and excel from those deficits. Today's episode, we are going to play Heads Up. We're going to explore ACE scores and how to empower our students to become resilient. And we will finish things off by answering our question of the day. I am your host, Michelle Shepard, and I am joined today by my trusty co-host, Caitlin Baldwin. We are just two middle school counselors in the trenches wanting to share our unfiltered SEL tips and tricks that we have learned and developed over the years with you. All right, let's talk about the nitty gritty of resilience and ACE scores. If COVID has taught us anything, it's that we're resilient. Anything. That's what I will always say. We are resilient that we made it through COVID or still going through COVID. The past few years have been ones that we could have never imagined. I know I never could have imagined living through a pandemic. I could not have imagined them closing school and then closing school for so long. That and like just wearing a mask like everywhere you go. Yeah. I never in my life could have ever envisioned that. Right. So even as educators, like we had to learn new ways to teach parents becoming teachers like I wouldn't have known how to teach my kid at home, like learning how to use Canvas or any other online. Could you imagine trying to work and teach at the same time? No, no. I I mean, all professions, everybody had to adapt and change, thus being resilient, right? And when it comes to the ACE scores, if you don't know what that means, we're going to get to that in a minute. But before we get to that, let's play our game. I love game time. So today we are going to share a game with you called Heads Up. I believe it was first done on the Ellen show. Really? I think so. I think that's where it came from. I think it's her game. <laughs> so thanks, Ellen, if it really was This is a game I always play with my family for like game nights, especially on like New Year's Eve. Oh, so fun. So if you don't know what Heads Up is, it's an app on your phone. You can download it on a phone or a tablet. And you try to score points. And so you describe, it's a little bit similar to headbands, the Mm -hmm. game headbands. And so you describe to your partner what is written on the card, or in this case, on the phone, and they have to try to guess. And the more they guess, the more points they get. And then it goes to the next team. So you would really probably divide your class in half as you're playing. Mm -hmm. And you try to describe things. If you want to make it harder, you can make it a little bit more like charades. And you can act it out instead of even saying words. But the key is you are not allowed to say the word on the The screen. On the screen. Mm -hmm. So we are starting a deck called Just Kidding. And it says, whether you are a kid or just a kid at heart, this is the deck for you. Help your teammate guess the word on the card without saying what it is. Okay. Are you guessing or are you describing? I'll describe it to you. Okay. Play. Oh, oh, and it has instant replays where it will record for you and then you can watch it later. But we are going to skip that. (laughs) Um, I don't want to play. With instant replays. Okay. Oh, just kidding. Play. Here we go. 
Place on your forehead. Here we go. Hope I'm good at giving you clues. Ooh, it's something that you can wave. In a, a wand? What kind? Magic of wand? Yes. That was a pass. His nose grows. Pinocchio. Yes. You throw it. It's a sport. A football. Yes. He's got a big belly. He comes Santa. Yes. It flies. It's like a majestic bird. It's got white on it. Eagle? Yes. It's got a trunk. Elephant? Yes. Not a computer, but a tablet. Laptop. A tablet. Not a not an iPhone. iPad. Yes. Not breakfast. Lunch. Yes. You have a tent, you're camping. Yes. Good job. You go to this person when you're sick. Doctor. Yes. Wow, you got a lot. Time's up. Good job. Oh, I turned it the wrong way. Oh, wow. But you got those right. One, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. That might be the most I've ever. Okay, this deck was easy. Yeah. Some of them are hard. They have free decks on here or they have decks that you can pay for. So you can also find the apps, other apps that are similar that are free in the app store. Um, or you can just buy the game Headbands, which I think is similar in the board game. Mm -hmm. Kind of. But yeah, this was really fun. Not going to lie. I love this game. So heads up, do it with your class. It was a great time or play it with your friends. <laughs> so moving on to ACE scores and the quote I found for this week's this week is persistence and resilience only come from having been given the chance to work through difficult problems. And this is by Gever Tully. Mm -hmm. I totally might be mispronouncing his name. And if you don't know who he is, he is an educator. He is an author and does some like classes for students. And so I found that online. But I mean, how do you know if you have resilience if you don't have to practice it? Right. So we're really just practicing our resilience with a pandemic. It's fine. <laughs> just a, a little easy practice, right? Just no big deal. <laughs> so... If you don't know what ACE scores are, ACE scores are adverse childhood experiences. And so this could include experiencing violence, abuse, neglect, witnessing violence in the home or in the community, having a family member attempt or die by suicide, substance use or problems, mental health problems, instability due to parental separation or household members being in jail or prison. And those all give students a scores or anyone under 18 experiencing these things raises the number of raises your a score essentially so if you had a father who's an alcoholic you have an a score of one if you had um parents that got divorced that would be an a score of one if you were abused or neglected that would be an a score that would add a score of one to you if you witness domestic violence again that would be an additional point for you. So that's kind of how these scores are added. Points can accumulate. It's Absolutely. not just that you could have one. You could have multiple. Right. I think it goes up to 10. So according to the CDC, 
ACEs are linked to chronic health problems, mental illness, and substance use problems in adulthood. ACEs can also negatively impact education, job opportunities, and earning potential. And so you might be wondering why are ACE scores important when we're talking about COVID? And the lockdown and the pandemic really could have exacerbated ACE scores for many of our students. Think about our students who live with parents that struggle with domestic violence or struggle with substance abuse or don't have enough money to provide food or clothing. We're racking up ACE scores there. And while school is a safe place and takes you out of this environment For the time that we were on lockdown, these students were completely at home. If they were living in violent neighborhoods, they're seeing violence every single day at home. Perhaps violence increased at home or because of the stress of the pandemic, they were witnessed more violence at home or had violence at home just because of the stress of the pandemic. Well, and we've been talking a lot about mental health and, you know, that gets ace points as well. Mm -hmm. So that could also be a factor. Mom and dad got really depressed because they were at home and couldn't go to work or easily adding an ACE score. So that's sort of why we're bringing up the topic of ACE scores, because they do so negatively impact students as they grow up and get older. But we want to talk to you about resilience and how we can reverse that and how we can give our students the tools to overcome the hardships that they're facing. And so resilience is our ability to adapt or bounce back when things don't go as planned. And we all know that in life, things usually don't go as planned. So how do we respond to that? Do we just shut down and give up? cry, meltdown, or do we accept it and we move forward? We might not like it, but we're able to overcome it and we're able to keep moving forward. And so what do our resilient students look like? They have a positive outlook of the future. They are students who set goals. They do not identify as victims, but instead look at what they can control. And I think this is the biggest key to resilience right here is the mindset of, for adults or students, when you hold on to the identity of a victim, then you lose all power and control over the situation. If that means you've been robbed and you're a victim, if that means you've been assaulted and you're a victim, if that means you are a victim because nothing is going your way and everyone is out to get you, you lose all power over the situation. And when you don't have power in a situation, you can't move forward. So resilience is not about not experiencing bad things. It's not about something bad happens and you cry about it or get upset about it. You don't have to like it. And you can feel the emotions of something bad happening, but you don't let the situation control you and you focus on what you can control in that situation. Exactly. And so you might be thinking, okay, When you're listening to this, you think of some of your students, you're like, yep, they're pretty resilient. And you also might be thinking, well, I'm thinking of some who aren't. What do I do for the ones who aren't everything that Michelle just talked about? So let's talk about that for a second. The National Alliance for Mental Health lists the four building blocks of resilience as confidence, purposefulness, social support, and adaptability. So what does all of that mean if we break it down? All right. So confidence is teaching students coping skills for stress. So this would be your breathing techniques, mindfulness, other coping skills, um, giving students the tools to express their emotions. So maybe that's journaling. 
getting their emotions out that way. There's other things that you can do. Letting them know there aren't they aren't alone. I know we've talked about that a little bit in this series. Those worry walls and check-ins, letting them know they're they're not alone and you're here to support them. For purposefulness, let's set some goals. Learn how to overcome obstacles. So working as a team, as a class, and individually setting those goals. So letting them know they have a purpose that helps build that resilience. The social support. Turn, to your class, turn your classroom into a community. So doing those nurture groups, that community time, taking the time to really build that relationship within your classroom so your students are feeling supported. And then the last one is that adaptability, focusing on what you can control. Work on attitude, gratitude, and reappraisal. So those are key things to help your students build that resilience. And reappraisal is one of my favorite things. And some of you might not have heard of reappraisal, but imagine for a second going into a house that is just a dump, like completely ceiling caving in, I don't know, like junk everywhere, trash everywhere, like just a pit. And to take that picture, and this is practicing reappraisal in your mind, you see that picture, take that picture and what positive things, how can you reframe this situation to be positive? So perhaps you think, well, at least I don't live there. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, or I'm really glad I have insurance if this is my house and I can get it fixed. Or, you know, I'm thankful perhaps that was a house that was hit by a tornado and you think, you know what, my family is safe. Like, at least I'm Mm -hmm. thankful that my family is safe. So it's really taking those difficult situations, those hard things and practicing turning it around and finding the positive thing in it or looking at it in a different way. And that's not something that comes natural to many of us. So we really, really have to practice it. But I love reappraisal because it's one of the tenets of resilience. It really takes you from being the victim and puts you in control of what you can control. Perfect. All right. We're moving on to the last segment of our show, the question of the week. This is where we want to hear from you guys as our listeners. We want your tough questions. We are SEL unfiltered for a reason. So please email us at the podcast, sorry, at podcast at themindtrack.com. All right. Today's question. My staff is so burnt out. How do I tell them to go use our SEL lessons? Well, I would say to that question, don't go tell them that. <laughs> because I'm thinking that's not going to be met with... Uh, positivity? No, probably not positivity. <laughs> probably going to be met with um, some other words. I, yeah, maybe. maybe. <laughs> so don't go tell them you need to go do the SEL lessons. Teachers are very defensive and... Teachers, staff alike, I think we're just exhausted, Mm -hmm. period. This has been a tough year. We thought the year, like the quarter of the pandemic lockdown was tough. Then we thought the next year was even more difficult because we were virtual. We were in person. We were virtual. We were in person Mm -hmm. and trying to juggle both. But I really believe this year was even harder than all of those put together. And so, you know, teachers are tired tired staff are tired i go home exhausted every day Mm -hmm. so i know our teachers are feeling the same way so showing a little grace showing a little empathy is gonna go a really long way but an idea that we had for our school because our teachers are really stressed out right now is to have a staff mental health week Mm -hmm. 
I'm so excited for this. And we're doing this in a few weeks. So hopefully they're not listening. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) I think by the time this gets posted, it'll be staff mental health week. So it won't be a surprise (laughs) to them anymore. But this is a great idea to do for your staff. And it teaches them how to use those coping skills and gives them an opportunity to do it that's safe, but is also not required. So some of the things that we are looking at doing for our staff mental health week is having something every single day that is related to self-care or mental health to get them doing every single day. So one day we're just going to give them coloring sheets Mm -hmm. just as a way to help them relax. We're going to try to offer yoga Mm -hmm. in the morning or after school that they can come and participate in a free yoga class. I think we're going to decorate our teacher's lounge as if it's like Tahiti so Uh, they can kind of escape for a few minutes. Right. And we've talked in some of our previous podcasts about the Alaska chair, Mm -hmm. but we are going to implement a Tahiti chair in the teacher's lounge so they can go hang out in Tahiti and make it very tropical for them and at least just give them a minute where they can sit down and laugh and joke and just Yeah. And I think we're thinking about maybe a staff... um, Like volleyball game or some, some sort of sporting competitiveness so one it's getting the energy out with the exercise so there's there's all sorts of things that you can do for this mental health week for your staff they're laughing laughing is so important have fun what is fun to your staff give them the opportunity to have fun and take care of themselves just little tiny things it doesn't have to be anything big you don't have to go crazy but just kind of give them a chance to let loose and relax and just acknowledge what they're feeling they're tired they're stressed just validating those feelings for them and giving them an opportunity to have a little bit of fun. And if you have any fun things that you've implemented at your school for staff and it's been really effective and they've loved it, please share those with us. Oh yes, we would love to share them with everyone. Email us, share it with us on social media so that we can share with everyone else because we want all those fun things for our staff too. Absolutely. been SEL Unfiltered. Thanks to our sponsor, the MindTrek SEL program, guiding people of all ages to make the impossible possible by giving them the tools to overcome stress, build stronger relationships, and climb their Everest. You can find them at themindtrek.com. If you have feedback or want us to answer your SEL questions, email us at podcast at themindtrek.com. We would love to hear from you. Join us next time to empower the SEL guide in you.